A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the James Austin Johnson stan of this podcast. <laughs> yes! What a debut! Dude, it was so crazy. That's I literally, insane. I was like, I'm going to turn it on to see if he's on tonight. And I, it was like, 10, whatever, 8.32 or something. Like it had just started. And I turned it on. I'm like, I like screamed. I'm like, Scott, he's Biden. I'm like, you need to get in here right now. I'm like, he's literally Joe Biden. And oh. it was so like wild. We were it's like, unreal because he's like, in the opening. He got to do live from New York his first night. I'm like, yeah. what? And like was the centerpiece. Obviously, he's the he president. Was in, he I mean- was in so many sketches too. Like every every like article is like he had more stage time than like the regular people like that have been on forever so which is so cool because it's like you never think that I mean I forgot that they like announced it that it happens that fast that it's like show starts because I was like oh cool like in my head next season or whatever but it was like Monday or like Tuesday announced and now Saturday he's like fucking there and ripping um so cool he so did for those who wait to watch the rest of the episode, yeah. For those, for those who don't, who don't know, know anything that we're talking about, SNL announced new cast members, and James Austin Johnson is one of them, and he's the new Biden guy you might have seen on there. Yes, who's also okay. known for his Trump impressions, which is hilarious. What mm-hmm. a missed. Too bad we didn't have him during that term. Maybe next one. Just kidding. Hopefully that he, does not um, <laughs> happen. But. He'll end up back. doing Trump for a sketch, I'm sure. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, he just he has like. James Austin Johnson has done so many impressions over time that like we've gotten to see here in LA, which like we, I feel like we've always said he should be on SNL and, and like, yeah, so it's just so deserved. And like, you know, when you see that and you're like, well, I wonder if they're going to use him at all. 
yeah and you're like, whoa they and really did in, like, yeah. everything it yeah. is pretty heartening when you're like oh cool that's like a person that's talented that we've known that's a nice person that's a good person and also is like they're using them correctly which is cool yeah. snl's taking big swings you know they're i mean format hasn't changed much but Sarah Square. I mean, there's just like a, but yeah, I was just like, whoa, okay. As I was looking at TikTok over here, looking at what's, what the kids are, what the kids are driving well, with. It's, it's hard. I feel it with stand up too. I think, right, not to be too, like, I don't know, bummery or whatever, but it is, <laughs> I, I think it's hard to do a comedy show right now that is, doesn't seem like it's just, um, I don't know, especially something like an SNL that's, that's, not to say that they have always been, but that sees itself as sort of like a cultural critic and a right. thing, a An thing where we work out these ideas and stuff like that, where it's been fairly toothless and, and not to say that regular, you know, drink talking about that Malcolm Gladwell again, about like the effectiveness <laughs> of satire. I think it is like a difficult spot when there's so much stuff happening in the world to be doing a comedy show that I think it's, again, it's, is it still, problematic in ways absolutely but I think the fact that places and shows like that are trying to to update themselves I think is cool will they we'll see they're off to a great start I was talking with Lindsay Adams who I don't if you all went to our live event she did a live baking tutorial in 2019 if you remember that far back Um, that was god that was that was fun that was that was such a good Lindsay's hilarious we were just talking about because, you know, she I don't know if she's really producing, but she's helping out with this show in Echo Park called Fresh Air, um, which is in the back of the hair salon. And it's, it's outdoors. So it's really nice. And she's been producing some other stuff around town. And we were just kind of talking about, you know, comedy coming back and how and what. And I was saying that I think there's this phenomenon that happens often with comedy photographers and venues and like certain types of things where comedians kind of see like oh look like that like permanent records is a good example like that place will let us do comedy so now every show is like asking them for a night and there there needs to be to me for something to run successfully unless you're like a comedy club or theater a bar like that there needs to be a show that's building a community there instead of like let's just ruin this bar or like and not ruin because some of the shows I'm sure are great and some of them are I'm sure there's up and down nights but it's like if everyone just had a great time at the Tuesday night show the Wednesday night show could be different producers and have a better lineup but no one's gonna come because a bunch of people are like bored of that they just did that yesterday and I think the same thing Mm -hmm. happens with you know obviously what happens with booking where you book the same people over and over, you get the same kind of crowd or this, you get like a turnover that happens. Comedy photographers, anyone that's like, where it's like, no, let them develop a style. Don't just make them shoot fucking comedy 24 hours a day. Or it's the same with like wedding photographers where it's like, let, let them develop mm-hmm. like a style instead of shooting a wedding every single night. And, you know, only knowing how to take details, pictures, or, you know, still like, can't really get they're not good at candidates because you're used to posing people or whatever like and I was just saying like I think that that's going to be something that we need to focus on more like as we go forward into opening up more stuff like this because it it is difficult especially with COVID to to say like hey come out to my show you might get sick <laughs> like anywhere you invite someone they might get sick mm-hmm. so it's hard to be the one to face and I don't know. I think that having that community aspect and a development aspect, which yes. something we always did when we produce shows is like have people on that aren't ready, not like, you know, not, yeah. not, not ready, but they're not like, it's kind of a wild card. They might do really well. They might not like they, but they care. They come in with heart. They're excited. They're happy. Someone booked them. Um, and also have on people that like people come to see. Yeah. Well, cause it is like the, I mean, what, why would you go to one thing when you could see this same lineup five nights a week? Anyone Every thing? Night. Why would, why or, would, then it is just like a, oh, this is the one that works with my night. There's nothing to do with this show or this right. venue. You're not developing any sort of um, like voice or whatever. And I think that that's like what 
is so surprising all the time is because it's like, especially in comedy, we always talk about like your voice finding this thing. And yet we have such a voiceless, uh, like same, same lineup, same photographer, same thing, all of that stuff. Like, yeah. And I think SNL is, is definitely one of those spaces that has garnered like that sort of community or like has a, has a, a brand to it, obviously, but I mean, there are other sketch shows. It's just there are no other live sketch shows that I know of um, that have definitely that have been on TV as long. So I think, yeah, of course, you can mess with the formula as much as you want. If you're working on developing things and making it interesting, then you can keep going. If you're like, oh, let's get another, you know, replacement of this. Like I, I they do somewhat sub out people where it's like kind of obvious when they bring stuff in and, and yeah, they haven't had a ton of people of color women on for a long time they're finally trying to fix that and that's great but yeah I don't know I feel like it's just it's something that we need to focus on and and we have done with this podcast but also like in doing live events or or even like birthday parties or think whatever like let's let's be honest about what we're trying to do not like Mm -hmm. there's this there is this like um, with anything, I don't want to get too into it being like just comedy. Cause I don't think that's the case, but I guess it's, it's anything where it's just like, I don't want to go back the same. Like, I don't yeah. want to go back the same with anything, not, not, di- not completely different and not saying I don't want to return to some semblance of normalcy and, and safety and stability or whatever. Of course, of course we want that, but also this thing of like, yeah, man, we all we all just like went through a huge thing. What are you gonna be? You're gonna be like, oh, that didn't happen, or oh, you didn't change anything? Like all of it. I think it. I'm just always happy. Uh, again, not not naive or overly optimistic, but anytime someone is at least acknowledging that they have to address some sort of some level of change is uh, hopeful, helpful, at least realistic. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like, would you want to be there? Like a comedy show, a party, even with like content. Like I've, I've had this conversation with like friends who work in social media or, or astrology meme land. And it's just like, you don't have to put out something every fucking day. <laughs> like, you, like there's enough internet garbage floating out there. And I think we've realized, does it really equate with people liking you anymore or liking whatever the original mission is? It's I don't know. That's what I just always try to think of. It's like, would this be a space you'd want to hang out at? Or is this something you'd want to engage? It doesn't, I don't know, maybe back to a quality over quantity, right? Over like what can look successful versus what actually was successful in the moment or in that feeling sort of thing. Cause yeah, like any comedy show, it's like, dude, just like put out some like free wine or like make it, I don't know, make it like be a good host. Like, you know, like I have something yeah. that brings, that makes me want to hang out here. Cause like I'll hang out after at, at people's art shows or comedy shows or whatever shows or movie screenings or like whatever the fuck it is. But would you want to hang out where it's like bad lighting and like no drinks and <laughs> like, I don't know, like make me, maybe it goes with the Venus stuff. Like let's make it comfortable for everybody. And uh, maybe it doesn't have to be so freak again, back to the quality of mine. Maybe it doesn't have to be frequent. Maybe it's once a month or like, I don't know. Like work with what we got. Cause I think God, I was just thinking about, cause I went to universal yesterday. It was my old work commute. And I was like, God, I used to eat at this Pollo Loco, like for 10 minutes after I'd scoot home from work to go record with, <laughs> to go record with what's your sign. And then I'd rush over here and then I'd see my friends. And I'm just like, we all were so operating at capacity. And I don't think we can go back to, we, no one wants to go back to capacity, but we can go to a nice. 70% or like something I, that feels sustainable. I for sure. I don't know how I was doing what I was doing before, like no car attending, going to open mics, like all this, whatever. And I, I still am doing all those things, like not as, not as every day or whatever, but I like was telling Scott, and then this is definitely more of a more Venusy conversation, but is like, since I started working at Arts District, which I guess was July or June of 2020. I like I have I, I have not been taking care of myself and like my body mm-hmm. at all. And I definitely have felt like I have an excuse to do things that I normally wouldn't do, like 
skip working out or mm-hmm. eat something that I it's just fast food that I don't even really want but I'm hungry and tired or like even like you know whatever treat yourself or drink too much or do this or that and I felt like this entire time I've had an excuse to do that because it's been such a hard time but now mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like I like I understand why I had restricted myself more before because mm-hmm. like I'm having trouble with like my leg and I'm having there's like I have like a thing in my eye that I can't the doctors can't figure out. I'm just having like things where I'm like ah this is why you were like trying to get to bed early some nights or or like trying to you know like skip drinking today or do this or like try to work out or whatever to to try to like ease some of the anxiety and some of the like physical stuff as well and it's just like mm-hmm. that has to be prioritized over doing stand-up or do you know what I mean taking because mm-hmm. if you realize you're not taking care of yourself you have to put that first before the the stuff that maybe feels fun but less important I think it's the hardest one and I love that revenge this reminds me too of like the revenge sleep yeah. Uh, kind of a thing. There was this post on, I believe it's shit you should care about um, that, that I don't know where this like originally came from. Cause that's where I saw it on Instagram, but this idea that you stay up too late because you've worked hard all day and you want that like downtime, you want that fun free time. So you stay up later than you know, you should, because you still have to get up early in the morning and then you end up feeling bad in the morning the cycle continues because then you resent being at work because you didn't do this. It keeps you from doing this fun thing, but you want to give yourself the fun thing. I've been feeling that way too, of not necessarily about sleep because I also just like cannot stay up anymore. But uh, that I've, I've been feeling lately that like revenge eating behavior or that revenge, like, oh, I am just, you know what? I'm not going to do that thing. I'm just going to watch this movie. I'm going to do a thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to fuck around. Uh, I'm going to just be, you know, not doing something, even though I, the next day will feel bad for not having done the thing that I needed to do, or that I promised myself I was going to take care of. That is always my project. It's always my personal thing. It's always, it's stand up or it's a thing like, you know, whatever. But I think that that is, the, I don't want to say it has the least amount of payoff, but it, it's a thing that feels like a punishment, even though it is a reward. Do you agree with that? Or like, Mm -hmm. not, not so much a punishment that's maybe strong, but like, maybe it used to be more of like, I think also you grow out of your former comforts too. Like those things used to be a treat and they're not as much anymore. Like the treat would actually be more sleep or like, damn, if I do want to like eat a diarrhea inducing meal, maybe like just the fries versus the entire thing and not in like a eating body like eat whatever the fuck you want but you you everyone knows what we're talking about when you're just like this is my like I said I wouldn't I know this is gonna fuck me up yeah Yeah. this is a fucking meal this is not gonna make me feel any better it's a moment of just like it's like you're getting away with something like I gave myself a treat last night I've had a treat every night this week it's not like it was a (laughs) (laughs) diet body shame way but in a way where I'm like I was like oh I'm gonna have something I'm about to start my period I've been about to start my period for a week (laughs) and a half and I've used that every night like it's it's an excuse well I think there's this thing and this feels very Venusy, and I know that we all are fairly Venus uh folks that there is like a um I just have to remind myself that like not every meal has to be special or like uh there are some there are some days that are it's okay that it's not like the best uh thing ever or whatever and I don't really think that but I think that there is a subconscious like comparison of like I don't know like that it's like oh are you does that make sense at all? Where it's like, oh, like, yeah, it's fine to like just eat the protein bar. You need food, do yeah. the thing, like take no, care you of yourself. Like you'll enjoy eat a, good a meal, meal after again. work. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like I also think that it, it 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 was special because it wasn't what I normally do. And it wasn't I didn't fuck my day up. And yeah, I didn't enjoy tasting it. It was bad. But like I'll try a new one next time or whatever. Like it's fine. Like I had to get stuff at CVS and it's right by where I work. I've, I've given way too much information at this point about where to can find we, me. Can we y'all drop are a doing pin? Your, <laughs> I'm like, y'all doing your board, your 
connecting strings with <laughs> pins on your Lisa board. <laughs> I think like Venus is just that reminder of like, it's not everything is, is rooted in pleasure. Sometimes we do just need nutrients and the things that are the best for us, but not the tastiest for us or not the most, you know, decadent or rewarding or like whatever the fuck. Sometimes we just need straight up fiber <laughs> to, to go. And also I think something that I've tried to like go to is like, you can always get more, mm. but you can't reduce mm-hmm. once you've had the more usually, or you're going to yeah. have to wait a full day and sleep or, you know, like, oh, that was the, you know, I that extra salami or like or whatever it might be. So I think it's just, I'm trying to remind myself like, wait, if I'm still hungry or am I still want another drink or if I still want to go out, I can do that without committing to the more first and just like let it ease in before signing up for too much. Um, very like Venus, Jupiter sort of, <laughs> of like of energy of like, you know, I was like, I want it all at once. And then it's like, you don't, it sounds really fun in that moment. And maybe you used to be able to handle a lot more at once, but not so much. And I, I think especially Venus ruled people and, and we all have Venus um, ruling our rising or our sun here at least. So I think that like the idea of like your eyes being bigger than your stomach or like oh my heart, God. your heart or other, mm-hmm. like, you know, like there, it's always 1, like, 000. I have that for everything, not just like eating or whatever, but like for potential relationships and like hanging out and, i'll be yeah. like oh my god let's well at 11 we'll do this then 12 and then three and then you're like actually let's do two activities versus like the planning the whole day together uh, my new thing now is like if i have to start going like well could you do it at this time let's do i could do this and then put it in this middle thing and whatever then i'm like nope that means you can't do it that mm-hmm. if you're asking someone to like carve out a puzzle yeah. piece to fit this in the thing, you don't actually have time. You're making up time that's not there. So just say mm-hmm. no, just say you can't do it or like whatever. If there's like any more than like two extra steps, fuck it. It's not. And happening. sometimes you have to. There's some <laughs> days where it's a packed day, but like of course, if every day is a stretch packed yeah. puzzle piece day, then you might be Venus ruled. <laughs> then you, you might, might be, be a Venus. Venus. You might be Venusy as fuck. Cause it's like Venus is the good stuff, but they're everything in moderation. That's where we have come back with those. Yeah, well, I know we just came off of our benefics and malefic sort of chat. It's like, yeah, this you gotta weigh it all out. Very Libra season of us too in this in this combo. <laughs> I th- I think in this context, we're talking about Venus returns today. We'll get, you know, just blow the, blow the lead. We've already been talking for a minute. Blow the lead. They've read uh, the title of the episode. Also not they the phrase, know. but <laughs> blow that lead. They get it. <laughs> I think, I think in all of these instances too, it is a, a Venus, I think is not the hardest, but I think it's easy to um forget the actual like substance of venus in these instances where it's like oh well i love the the facade i love the idea of this i love the the aesthetics of this but do it does it actually align with like my values whether that be the thing that i that actually is most important to me or is it am i actually embodying my value of myself am I taking care of myself in the way that's necessary am I taking care of others am I taking am I spending my money in a way that's actually important to me am I doing these things and I think it's harder because they're fun things typically or nice things or pretty things it's easy to to um, convolute what our actual value of them is instead of going oh I like this because it represents you know even like the comedy show example you're nice to your audience you provide drinks and stuff like that not because I mean yes because you want people to come to shows but also because you want them to enjoy themselves to feel comfortable to be in a receptive space so they can listen to the comedy and you know do this thing not because you just like want people to sit in front of you and and like listen to your stuff or whatever like it's a a community relationship or something and but it would be easy to go oh well let's just like pull people in it's like a bringer versus a community where it's like yeah of course we need people in the audience but at what cost or like what do you actually value in the people there I would rather have 
five people who are actually excited to be there than 30 people who just got tricked into coming and are spending more money than they want to, you know what I mean? Like that kind of situation. So I think that Venus, it's, it's hard on the surface. It can seem like something that we value, but when we're actually in it, we can go, Oh no, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Well, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that especially, especially with the comedy example, like I think that it, it, that is what I was kind of trying to say is that I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are putting on shows where it's like for ego reason, which mm-hmm. is not the same. I think that is that maybe that's a little bit more sun, moon, rising area. I, I don't find that to be Venus values, but I did want to know because Stevie went to Waterworld for the first time. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. My new you values. Oh, wow. OK. I mean where to begin my thesis on the wall water world live live show um first of all this is at universal studios for anyone who's ever been or thinking to go uh run don't walk get over there it is the best show i've i've this is the best live theater i've seen in a long time i think that there should be more action movies done for the theater like watching all these stunt people I mean, I was scared for most of it. I was like, she's swinging with no rope and this jet ski's flipping around. And this guy's like, I mean, it was so camp. It's so over the top. Also, if you don't know, Waterworld was a a huge box office flop. It was supposed to be this big action movie in the 90s. Michael Keaton, Kevin Costner, who's the Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner, the world becomes water uh, might be our real life future or the it's like mad. I was like, it's definitely gonna be the opposite. It's like yeah. Mad Max Dry on world. the ocean. <laughs> like- yes, yeah, Mad Max on the ocean, 1995, post That's And you know, that was also for sure how they pitched it in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> De- Dennis Hopper as the villain. I mean, it's I've done drinking games to the movie. Like, you know, it's it's Shiterian. If you you know if you know about Shiterian, you know. But wow, the live performances was great. The villain, I just love when a villain is snarky, like you know, someone falls off a thing and goes, good. <laughs> or or they'll be like, get the girl. Or a guy will come out on a ski dude and he's like, he's got a gun. <laughs> and you're just like, this guy's <laughs> water skiing. I mean, everything was exploding. Everything was, I, I like, I, I wish I had a reaction cam on my face because I've okay. never been happier. I've just been, was grinning. I wish my mask was like, if if I could have redone it, I would have got into a recorded booth where I could take my mask off and have a reaction cam on my face. Cause I was just floored. So okay. happy. So the plane, I mean, just go see it. Yeah. I can't wait to go see it again. Um, more live action movies. I'm shook that you had to wear a mask because that means they didn't do my favorite part of the show. So you have to go back when there's no mask. They do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's, I also, there's something that they do that I don't think they do to people with masks on. So I I can't wait to go back probably next year. I'm going to go like probably once a year and see this show forever. And I got to tell you, the other shows are good too. Yeah, you Don't skip animal actors. It's really Okay, fun. I wanted to see that. And Pablo okay. was like, it's going to be boring. I was like, I don't care if it's a poodle balancing on a ball. Like, oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's so if much you, better than that. Okay. There's also, birds. if y'all want to go in, we have had in the past season passes and they oh, are yeah. pretty reasonable. I, I used to have it's it. A, um, if, if, if there's someone to go with, I don't know if I trust, I have enough friends like coming in from, it worked out for me when I had it, that there were people that ne- wanted to go and it just mm-hmm. like went, but if there are people to go with, I think universal is very underrated and it's one that I did not Fun. go to a ton as a kid. And so I still feel very, um, like it feels new still. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I would have loved this as a kid. I like mm-hmm. went to the studio itself and the back lot, but and City Walk, obviously, but not the, the park. So it's still very fresh. I that was my love... first time even at City Walk. Like I've never oh been. My to oh my God. <gasps> period. Wow. So I wow. was just like, I was like, I, I said, I'm like, this is Vegas. Like I didn't yeah, know love it. that this was here. I mean, I knew it was there. I just didn't know it was this next level. Also, Universal is great because it's random. We have Simpsons, Minions, Jurassic Park. Okay, like it's I all love over it. the place. I haven't been on the new Jurassic Park ride, so no Same. spoilers. But I haven't been yet. Um, I that was the one I missed. The lines were off the charts yesterday. Okay, well, here's the hot tip of how to do it. Yeah, down always downstairs first. Okay, and then yeah. upstairs. It's downstairs usually, then studio tour, and then like to, to take a the break. Studio tour, and Loved then it. go upstairs. But 
um, the Harry Potter bar is like one of my favorite places to just hang out. When we had season passes, I would just go there and get a drink and leave. Yes. Dude, this the line for the, the butter beers was out like I, I didn't there was no it was it's one of those days. It was one of those good. days. The Bloody Marys are really good. It was the cute. fucking Simpsons beer is so good. Like oh, the, the Simpsons stuff. The Flaming Mo is pretty good too. Dude, this yeah. is to me the ultimate kind of like third house uh stuff of like the ability to just like go to a theme park and just hang out and like mm-hmm. not be in no rush. It's a thing that normally is like kind of a ninth house thing to me, but I feel like switching it to a third where it's like, yeah, we just like, we go, you know, this thing that like people go to like save up their whole, their whole year for, I just go there for like a couple hours and fucking kick it and go. I love that shit. It's definitely for locals. Like that's how I felt yeah. like in there. It felt like, look, we're not going to trek down to Disneyland today. This is in the Valley. Let's go have a time. Uh, I loved it. What? If I didn't have freshly dyed hair too, I would have sat way more in the splash zone for for Waterworld. So I'm ready to go back next year for Waterworld. They're also building Nintendo Zone in okay. there. So there's gonna have they're gonna have a fresh Nintendo Zone because that new Mario is probably gonna be out by the time of. So I mean, well, next summer I'm ready. And it was also Horror Nights. It was so it was also crazy packed coming in. Like leaving, it wasn't like an empty leave. It was like oh no. fuck the goths are coming now <laughs> and like, and there's a lot of them and they're all have like fake blood and their Chucky t-shirts and all that stuff. Wait, the, they're, they did splash people, even though they have the masks. They did they, splash you. Even if did you they dump masks. buckets of water on your head. Yes. They poured. Okay. Bu- you they, saw they splash it, you with that. Water. Was my, that's my favorite it, part when they, they keep, he keeps yeah, doing that thing out and like, uh, being like what and keep splashing the same person oh it's so funny oh yeah they get it's like full of gags i mean everyone was so talented they did a roster call at the end of like and he's from walking dead and she's from yeah insert other vampire diaries yeah Yeah. totally everyone was like great i mean this is hollywood people i believe in hollywood again okay after that's exactly that's what i was gonna say it also (laughs) i'm not even kidding fucking movie mad i'm every movie magic every time i go on the studio tour every time i go on anything i'm like i'm Hooray for Hollywood, baby. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Tinseltown's back. I was like, but fully, it is like, cool to see immersed. people be able to do where that is something that I've always appreciated about Universal, about Disneyland. I've been watching a ton of like Disney documentary things, which is a thing that I will do. I feel like this period of the year often, mm-hmm. but it is this thing of like people, not because I'm such a like fucking Disney head, but I do like these stories of people that are good at a bunch of different things that get asked to do an impossible task and they just say, figure it out. And these, it's these combinations of different skills. And they say like, who there, it's so incredible that they can do those stunts where the plane flies over and all of that kind of stuff. And the fact that there's just like a place (laughs) where someone could do this, like potentially useless skill or like what someone could say, who can, why would you want that? But it also can be, this incredible show that you put on and it also like leads to other technology and stuff. It's just like the Venusy, uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's my Venus Uranus talking where it's like, yeah, just like let people fucking experiment and figure out wild things. And it's so cool that someone can fake fall off of a building and they get to do it all of the time. Like that would have been, I think being a stunt person is my childhood dream oh, unrecognized. Cause my so mom was cool. like way too, worried that I would get physically hurt, but I would have loved to have been a fucking stunt person. Mm-hmm. Here's well, that was Waterworld. Yeah. Because like Waterworld felt like, oh, I feel like I'm on set at an action movie. And this is, I'm seeing all the tricks, but they still look fucking great in front of my, like the bullets even popping out of the water and just towers falling. I'm just like, damn, like this is like, you know, and also pay, I, by the time this comes out, like, production should be striking because goddamn they do a good job like you know support those people in production and you know i think people again i believe in hollywood i believe in town it's back baby i'm i'm fully i'm fully immersed in the magic but also got how many hands crafty people how many handy smart scientific people go into movie making it's just it is outstanding it was so cool to see and i'm vouching theater just like comedy maybe everyone needs a zhuzh 
theater should be like an action movie because I was like I would go to see the three-hour version of this and Pablo was like that's the movie and I was like no I want it I want it live (laughs) well I mean I don't know I think too we're all we're all they're just getting back to work too they're probably so excited to be able to do they killed it 11 a.m performance and we're just like giving it all heart and like the Pantages and stuff like has you Mm -hmm. know incredible incredible art that they put on there so that's also something to like visit and revisit and see and like remind yourself of the importance of it. I will say my last Venus tip for Universal Studios is the oh, American yes. Express Lounge. If you oh. have an American Express, go in the lounge, get a granola bar and a bottle of water, okay. take a load off and enjoy oh some God. air conditioning and then continue on your day. I'm a Good new enough. Amex holder and I will absolutely do this. And I forgot that they... I haven't had to, I haven't been able to use any of the perks except like getting the like points, you know, which yeah. I've, been, I've been getting those points. Let me tell oh. you, racking it up. Uh, those points are but, good. I've never been, I don't have an Amex. I know maybe after this Venus episode, I'll go get one and put my annual pass on for Universal Studios on it. But like I, my bestie Kate is big Amex head and uh, adult talk over here, credit cards. I've never, she gets so much free shit. I'm just like rental cars on it. Like Amex hooks it up. And now I know they're mainly charge cards. So you do have to like pay those things right back off. But mm-hmm. if you're into point scammery, not that it's a scam, you're spending money. Well, but if you're into I think points- it's, I think it is a good one in terms of um, figuring out like money strategy if you Mm -hmm. will, because you do go like, oh, put it on this because we get the points, but you also are still Mm -hmm. doing it like playing the game real money. Yeah, this isn't like, oh, we put this on whatever. It's like, no, this is the card that we use. And at the end of every month we go through and we go, okay, this is what needs to get paid, whatever. Like it has- This one gets biggest return on restaurants. This one gets return on entertainment or whatever, whatever the hell. It does. I do like that it does kind of show you, Venus, again, your values because it will automatically give you, at least mine does, like starts giving you double points on the things that you use it the most on. Oh. Whatever. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is where I spend my money the most. I'm so bad at looking at that stuff because I'm like, I don't don't know. I couldn't possibly be reduced (laughs) to a a regular habit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you can. Um, my only life, I'm excited. The only other live theater I do have planned on the books. I've never seen it before is the uh, Midsummer Night's Dream at the William, the Botanicum Theater in Topanga Canyon. Oh, cool. That'll be cool. Can't wait, baby. I'm just, I just want to see these elves running around, you know, these little fairy people, little like nymphs. Oh, just immersed. I want to be immersed. I haven't I seen it. Shakespeare live in a long time, but the last time I did see it, I was very impressed. Just because, I, you know, it's very tough that Shakespearean English oh, is for very sure. tough to understand. So these actors really act their, you know, like if the character's saying fuck you in a Shakespeare <laughs> way, they'll just like flip off the other. They like know how to do it really well. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. act very well. They have the the emotions down and stuff and it like really sells it. You're like, oh, I do understand Shakespeare. Look at me. Yeah. Maybe it's because I have Venus in transiting my fifth house right now. I'm feeling very like universal and like theater. I'm like performance. It's very performance. And then also I have to, my brain does start clicking in a different way. That's not just me scrolling on my phone, watching TV, text. Like it's breaking the normal entertainment uh, intake. I guess if you went to theater every single day, that'd be like the same equivalent of maybe like watching a dumb TV show for the first time. But it is like, oh, wait, I have to process this live action movie in front of me differently. And being in a ride simulator and like shaking, being, I mean, if you like to be shaken, go to Universal Studios because that's whatever that <laughs> is just there to shake your ass. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's something that feels pleasurable in the kind of breaking up how you consume entertainment. What was your favorite ride? Uh, I, I mean, well, I keep saying Waterworld. Waterworld was my favorite ride because it was so good. Uh, we went on Simpsons. God, the wait was so long. And the Minions, very cute. And what else the fuck? Did, we didn't go on like that many because it was really long. Like you could even, and then the tram. I mean, I like the tram. I don't know if that counts as yeah. a ride. Oh yeah, it yeah. counts. Okay, I like that. Oh yeah, because there's ride parts. Oh my God, the Fast and the Furious, like 3D the simulation. Kong. The Dude, Kong was so It's so scary. cool. Yeah. 
I was a true child on this trip. I was like, I'm scared. Kong just like broke that dinosaur's jaw. <laughs> like this is absolutely <laughs> hardcore. It's awesome. So next it time you have awesome. to go on a Harry Potter and the yeah, mummy. I know. I'm going straight to Jurassic Park. Next always time, like, straight to Jurassic Park. My my tip is also take like go on the tactical rides that are all downstairs. So those are the ones that aren't as digital. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go on go on those and take an edible and then go on the digital experiences and it, you're mm. like what the fuck like you're like kong is here like i'm not <laughs> I, kong is present crazy. yeah, yeah we, it was all the simulator ones but the simulators were really cool like they're good. I'm just, again impressed they're amazing technology like good job everybody hands down all right but it was it, it is mercury retrograde so how many times i i should have known where i'm like i'm also i was high on edibles i was just sitting there like the lap bar stuck the screen's gone fuzzy and they're like, sorry, guys, we'll be a few minutes. And I'm like, classic. Like, this like, is I know. Thank God Pitch, none of these rides go upside down. You know, I'm like, this is fine. Was, I'll just be stuck in the simulator. I was stuck on the Harry Potter one. They had to turn the lights on. It sucked. No. Damn. We had to go. We went on that Harry Potter one. I went with Steve and uh, I had to. <laughs> they made me. They made us get off at first because the thing didn't clip down all the way. And they oh. like pulled us off the ride and took us in this little side room and the woman like like uh looked locked eyes with me and she's like all right we're gonna go back on there she's like i'm gonna need two clicks out of you and you're gonna have to be the one to push this thing down and i was like <laughs> okay like, and it was the first time we went on the ride so i had no idea what happened i'm just like why are they so intense with this harry potter like this kid's ride it's like yeah. a, you know over the head so we get there and i'm like suck in suck it like pushing it down we finally get two it. clicks and then we go on the ride and you're flipping fucking everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, it's terrifying. <laughs> well, it, that one for sure. It's, it's half tactical, half digital. So that one's yeah, like that's the new. The I think the new thing they're trying to do, where it's like, yeah, you're passing by something and then there's another screen, and I don't know. It's definitely scary. There's definitely parts where you could fall out of the absolutely uh, out of the seat for sure. Damn. Absolutely. Well, please get your tickets to Universal Studios using code. What's your sign? Oh my God. 100 for 100% off your free ticket. And just kidding. This is a joke, but Universal, come through. I mean, we're local. We'll be there. Live events. What do you need? I'd love that. That'd be fun. Let's talk about Venus returning. Um, I mean, we've been talking. We kind of have. But we're. We always are, though. You know, everyone's always, always, not everyone haters are in the in the reviews going oh they're not talking about astrology and it's like baby it's all astrology okay we're Shit. talking about it all the time it's it's not just literally astrology um but we are talking about venus return today continuing our planetary return series um she's back venus <laughs> she has returned um this return happens about once a year uh, it's a little bit harder to say when it happens because Venus uh, retrogrades. So it could be, uh, you know, around your birthday or it could be at a totally different time in the year. But usually you get a Venus return once a year. It's just harder to predict. Um, and that happens like all planetary returns. What we mean when we say that is when Venus or whatever planet we're referring to comes back to the same place it was in your natal chart. Uh, so Venus, if you have let's say a, I don't know, 25 degree Sagittarius Venus, when it comes back to that degree, that is considered a Venus return. Um, my Venus return is the day after my Mars return this year. Oh. So I'm like loaded up Damn. On, Hall- I had, on Halloween. I had, I, had a, I had a Venus, Mars, Mercury return. Cause I guess for, I saw Kira astrology posted about how ninth house years is that cluster comes back for mm-hmm. uh 32 or something like that um but yeah i like them it's fun when they like mars and venus lined up i got a taste of that this year and i was like mm, spicy my venus return is at 11 11 too whoa which I, love. I um i find that these inner planets or personal planets the returns um they're so fleeting right it's mm-hmm. like just a day or two so I think that's also something to remember because we have talked about, you know, Saturn and stuff where it's like, this is a longer period of time. And it feels like, well, when it's in the sign, it's like the whole thing. 
Um, so don't forget that like to take advantage because these this is going to be short. And it, that's a great point. That is something that I feel like we haven't uh, talked about because you can do uh, a chart. Again, another thing I was like, I would never think of it because it's so fleeting. But I did look at the chart for my upcoming Venus return. And that's uh, cool. And you'll want to look if you are going to do a return chart, um, you'll want to pay attention to the house the most and the aspects because obviously your venus return happens in the same sign every year so the sign obviously isn't the isn't the main event but kind of thinking about um house placement and aspect to other planets too but i think it is just like that's a nice day you know mm-hmm. at the very least <laughs> you know you could if you're looking at a chart that is a way to maybe make some predictions about what might be on the horizon for you in a day but i think that that's like take a day to think about your Venus stuff. What do you value? What do you want more of? What do you want to, um, like, I don't like saying manifest, but it's like, what is, what is, um, appealing to you right now? And what do you want to have be the thing that you are like, uh, most the, your color for the year or whatever, where it's like, this is how I'm deciding not so much. Like, I think that's also a pretty, uh, low risk kind of Venusy idea where it's like, you know, I'm really into, really into pottery or whatever it is and I don't mean to say it in like a a, uh not important thing but I think it's just like deciding what you how you're choosing things this year yeah I Mm -hmm. think that that totally makes sense Mm -hmm. I think too with like these returns say like you know we talked about Mars return and being like that burst of energy Mark you know Mars is the doer it's working for you and Venus being these things of love and money and vibes aesthetics like you know those pleasure seeking things i think even if your venus returns and maybe you're not feeling so hot because you're gonna read a lot about how like you're on one girl so like go get your man (laughs) or like go do your things and you do are having venus coming back to you whether you are feeling yourself or not so i think it's just a, a reminder to you know, pamper ourselves, take care of ourselves, whatever that looks like. But also like people might want to give us stuff. <laughs> like it's the same, I think with like Jupiter return too. It's like, this is like, you might have that je ne sais quoi, even if you're feeling je ne sais blah. Okay. That was a very moment there. But so I think it's I couldn't just a help note. but wonder, was it <laughs> je ne sais quoi or je ne sais blah? <laughs> <laughs> so I think just know, it's a know thyself. Like, yes, we might not feel Venus sexy, whatever, but I be, that's in the other eyes of the beholder, you know, people might sense that, that, that Venus just dripping, dripping out of you. So I think if it's time to ask for a raise, if it's time to like, you know, set the course in your relationship of like, yeah, I do want more date nights or I do want this. Like you just have Venus working with you. And again, looking at what's aspecting, where is it in the house? Like if it's, if it is maybe under harsher aspects, it might not be an easy ask, but it's still probably worth the ask if you're thinking about it anyways or if it's something that you really you know it's like that thing I don't know this is very Venus I'm sun conjunct Venus so like there's these shoes I've been looking at for a year and it's been one year and I bought them and like damn I wanted them I wanted them a long like I just wanted them a long time so even if I end up reselling them or whatever it's like it's like, I came back to you. I came back to the link. I ended up with a different color and that's okay. But yeah, just coming back to like, do you really, if you're thinking about it long enough, you probably want it. So figure out a way to figure out maybe a way to make it work or get it or get a version of that because life's short. I mean, God, I haven't realized like anything can happen at any moment. So I, I, the shoes. I, I the like shoes. when I, when we've been doing these returns, I like to look at the, um, opposition as well just because I think for me like I I'm nearing my Venus opposition it's coming I think in a week or so so I um and I find that like for me right now I'm in this kind of phase of like longing I would say where I'm like I want this or like I want to kind of escape a little bit not be necessarily I, I like to be present as well, but I, I like to, I'm in a dreamy mode. Um, and I was looking at the, because I, because we were talking about Venus returns, I'm like, oh, it's probably that it's probably the, like that I'm 
halfway from my Venus return that I'm like feeling that longing to get back to like my chart ruler and all that stuff. Um, but it turns out that this is actually supposed to be a really good time. <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to be a time when you definitely spend money on frivolous stuff, which I don't know if I have done yet. So maybe we'll get there. Oh, I'm and... in my opposition and this checks, <laughs> <laughs> this clocks. And then um, it says that it's like a really great time, but it's not a good time for work or negotiation, really. Um, so just just like. It's 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 basically advising you, you know, like you can win the argument, but you're not going to get what you wanted, like the person's mm-hmm. just going to be mad at you or whatever you might win, but it's not going to turn out the way that um, as planned. So I think that's an interesting note for me because I have had so much work to do and I still have so much work to do that it's like, yeah, no wonder I'm feeling a little bit like I will, I want to escape in a dream world or sleep a lot or like think about this one thing that I know I can't have or whatever. Um, because yeah, I'm in the middle of <laughs> a time that it's not a great productive time and I still have to be productive because capitalism. But there's also those like... Yeah, I think that we need those times to feel not not unproductive necessarily or again in like the capitalist way obviously I think there should be times when we don't when we're not expected to be productive for these reasons but I think it is that like um longing I think is such a good word and and dreaming and imagine like the space where we kind of like figure that out so we aren't having to make actual like you don't have to actually do the thing you're able to go like oh I really you know I don't know like this makes me think of your like nose ring (laughs) purchase of like oh yeah I can just like try this on and see you don't have to like get the piercing yet because you don't know like test it out see if it see where it goes see if you enjoy it on the day-to-day and then it becomes your actual like Venus value I really like how this is and I'm gonna move forward with that thing but we do have those times when we're just like messing around and experimenting with with what we think we might want um and it's unfortunate that we don't have more space in day-to-day life to like encourage that perhaps but yeah mm-hmm. and and the nose ring is I'm decided not to get it and uh I just saw a friend I don't know if we're, you were both there but I don't know if you were there when I was like oh you got your nose pierced I'm like I have a fake nose ring. We should go out wearing our nose rings. And he was like, they have fake ones. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, I wish I I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is, I love it. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get it pierced now. I mean, there's no, that's what it's like. What's the, like, yeah. The val- again, that's a very like Venusy. What's like the value is the value. The value of it is like it looks cool. So if you can do it looking cool without the like pain and potential infection and having it be like dangerous if it gets ripped out, like fucking go for it. Also, as a nose ring haver, it's fine, everyone. It's not too yeah. dangerous. Yeah, so I don't mean it. You'll be okay. You can also take it, it out whenever. It out. Uh, that, that, <laughs> yes. that person's also a very aesthetic person. You know yes. what I mean? So I think that was that where he was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. oh. But wow. that's the kind of thing of like the do I, because I think this is a Venusy question where it's like, do I like how this looks or do I want the like, do I want the experience? Cause I think piercing and tattoos and all of that is also a, an experiential thing. It is something else. There is an additional value. There's an aesthetic value. Sure. But there is also other, other values that are represented in those choices. And I think that some people are like, Oh, I want that. If you, if you want, could have just the aesthetic part without the other parts and that's an option like fucking go for it because that's your like figure mm. help let that be a way what that works, you figure what out what you. It, yeah what it is that you actually want the same thing of like if you want different color hair every day get wigs or whatever like that kind of like figure out you can't uh yeah all that you know what, what works I, for, I mean I had to take my nose ring out back in the day when I was working at Jimmy John's and I lost the nose ring and it closed and my nose ring was closed for years and years and then one day I was like fuck it I'm gonna get this thing 
like I kind of like was like I had it pierced once and I it's gone and I did it the one time and there she blows and then years later I was like wait why what's this made up rule I said where I can't get it re-pierced or like do it again like you know so I, I returned to it it's sort of in a different kind of Venusy way of like well that was that chapter I was like or I could or I could go back and I did add a second one because I was like, I want it to be a little different. So uh, however you get there, as long as it feels like it's agrees with you yeah. and you're not forcing yourself to do something you're not, you don't ultimately want to do. Venus is not here to, again, like those puzzle piece cramming sort of things. It should feel natural, happy, like it just has always been there. You know, like I feel that's how I think of like Venus, like it fits like a glove. It's just been it just makes you feel better having what it is, no matter how the circumstances are. Yeah, obviously we're Venusy over here. <laughs> no, we're very Venusy. Um, here's some things that Robert Hand says about this transit. Um, it's a time to take initiative in all kinds of relationships. Um, this could this transit can favor new beginnings, uh, though it's hard to say. Uh, certainly in a romantic direction, this might not be necessary like a serious relationship this might be something more casual or fun but this is a great chance to ask I would say this is a great day to like shoot your shot ask someone on a date that you've been eyeing or say like hey I think you're cute see start a flirtation do that sort of thing again I think this kind of it's it's a day it's not necessarily a thing and I think that that also those Venus I think the lessons that we need from a Venus return don't have to be as substantial as say a Saturn return that need to be repeated over and over. So we maintain them. I think shooting your shot with someone and having them say, sure, I'd love to get coffee can be enough of an encouragement for you to like take you through to the next year where you go, I guess, I guess dating isn't always awful or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it can be a thing where it's like, oh, you have a nice exchange with someone that's enough to propel you into being polite for the next six months until you have an unpleasant and then you need a reset at another Venus return. But it's like, yeah, it does this mean that you're going to meet the love of your life. I don't know. It could, but also it could just be a nice time. Um, our, uh, yeah, buying stuff. We talked about that, buying beautiful things. This also might be a day where it's just nice to be surrounded by beautiful things, taking a walk, being outside, being around art, seeing a concert, listening to music, whatever is accessible and safe um, for you at that time. Uh, also a good time to be with friends. You just might be in a good affectionate mood. Uh, also a great time to be entertaining, just something where, again, things you're going to feel like getting along with people potentially again there might be might be difficult aspects we have to take all of that into consideration but these are the general significations of this uh return and uh as we mentioned too this might be a good day for uh negotiating for solving problems for having as as much as it, i feel like kind of goes against all of this venus stuff that we've been saying of like doing easy things this also could be a great day to maybe have uh, a tougher conversation or do something that you maybe haven't have been putting off not wanting to do and and in the hopes that it will go smoother than expected because you kind of are in a good mood and people are are drawn to you happy with you whatever that is so uh you know I don't know what you have on the docket but it could be a day to to do something where you could use a little Venus boost a little extra zhuzh yeah, where you say tough things, but it sounds maybe a little more palatable, digestible, sweeter because you have it's it's it might even be a good breakup day because <laughs> it could be like sure. it's not me, it's you. And yeah. it will sound like, yeah, it is me. Okay, I'll pack my bags and keep it moving. But it's nice, it's once a year. So it's not like yeah. those far off things or those big, big lessons, but there it is that nice check-in of like, do we like all this stuff? I I think it even goes with like our taste changing, right? Like these clothes don't look like me anymore. Or this is one of the things I still like, or this is one I want to usher into my life. And these are the things I want to leave. So um, it just, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's like the cycle's 225 days. So that's, you know, about every three months we're having a square so or opposition so remember that as well like it's gonna be square its natal position every three months or so or you know you know what i'm saying it goes like a clock um right. and so there are going to be times when you're feeling conflicted in those things and that's going to happen 
twice a year and it's going to be an opposition once a year and back natally once a year. So. Yes. Hell yeah. That's such a good reminder. I forget about that, that that's like how often you're having these kind of like every values, three months you check in. values related check-ins and also potential like turmoil for like, I'm, this isn't what I value anymore or whatever. I'm, I'm dramatic about that. <laughs> and this just reminded me to chill <laughs> what's interesting since it is that like it's like a quarterly check-in which is very finance mm-hmm. financey with q1 q2 q3 q4 of like yep how's the finances a squares like that check-in okay it's the halfway point we all need maybe a little bit of rest or we're going into a totally new season and then and wrapping it up and coming back so just interesting thinking of the finance of it you can't you don't want to like you can't blame everyone has a bad quarter or whatever, like that sort of thing. Like a quarter mm-hmm. is not a uh, unviable business or it means that you're doing everything wrong. It's the, it is the thing to go like, okay, well, so what else, what could have done this? Is this all still, do we still value what's happening? Yeah. Love it. Venus. Love it. That Venus, uh, again, that Venus return chart too, if you want to set that up, um, it's a, a good way to look at, again, just like the year ahead of what you're going to be potentially maybe valuing, how people are going to be seeing and valuing you, where you might be bringing value to a situation, I think is an interesting way to think about your Venus return. Like what, um, obviously, again, how like you are feeling, but also what what other people are going to be seeing in you and kind of what, uh, like, a not, not an object. That's maybe not the right way, but it's like, what, what storefront are you in? What's like your mannequin vibe out front that someone's going to go like, Oh, I like this. I like this look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The merchandising, the, the show, like yeah. what are there's a, on cafe astrology, um, there's like a Venus return section and they have a case study in there too. I think that's an interesting little one to read. It's just one, but it was talking about the year someone met their husband. I also don't know if this is like made up. Oh no, it's linked to an article. Anyways, it just shows there was like a lot of like conjunction in the 10th house, which I think you wouldn't think. And I also don't think it's prescriptive. Like, oh yeah, you have in this big Venus return and conjunction in the 10th, but just going with like the being seen or these things or these different aspects. So I think it is, always fun to make a return chart and it might not be again it might not be stuff we know until we're living life and looking back and be like damn I did get a lot of work opportunities that year like or one-off gigs or like met a new friend or changed my hair or did did these different things so well I think the thing that's hard about Venus and that uh these are also things that we kind of I think this is like a hard thing about life too is like you don't always know why someone picked you or why you stood out that day or those things and it's kind of none of your business and as long as we can just be like I think that's that like Venus in the 10th where it's like I don't know you were wearing a color that someone said like that I don't know made made your face pop in a different way so maybe maybe if it were any other day it's these kind of like not faded but like I don't know I think that we sometimes want to be recognized or, or seen or valued, obviously for the things that like we value, but in relationships and in jobs and all of those kinds of things, it's kind of like, I don't know. They just like pick the same reason why you like pick one color of shoes over another one. It's just like, Oh, I liked that one. Like I liked the thing. I liked the purple this time. And so I picked the purple. And so kind of just like also letting yourself be chosen or picked for like, Oh, cool. I'm glad I was wearing that green shirt because that's what it was. You know, I was thinking of that in like in casting or whatever. They tell you always to like wear if you have a callback to wear the same outfit. So they remember like you're they picked you for this same thing. And it's not because your like performance is going to be any different. It's because they might not have picked you for your performance in the first place. And if you can be okay with that, then chances are you're going to have some luck and some things that are good because you just fit in that thing. But I think sometimes we get scared because it's not a thing that we're like in control of, or we don't know why we get really obsessed with the, like, why, why was it this thing? And I think a Venus return is like a, Hey man, today, it's just your day. Just let Mm -hmm. that, let that be, let that be it. Cause sometimes it's not our day and that sucks. Um, But it's just as, it's just as frequent or likely. So just let it be your day. 
Yeah. And there's um on astro-seek.com, there are, I think we might've mentioned for the other return episodes, but there, if you're like, how the fuck do I figure this out? This one just does it for you. So if you yeah. search astro-seek and like uh, planetary returns or something, uh, you can pick which planet you want to see the return chart of, or you can see it with the return chart with the birth chart. Uh, I'm re-looking at mine. I'm like, damn shit clocks so annoying <laughs> and you can see your few they'll show you they already show you like your future ones and you can look at your past ones yeah too, it's pretty fun interesting and i think if you are interested in doing a venus return chart for yourself it would behoove you to look at a past one first to like recognize because you will have known mm-hmm. you know what happened so you can say oh here's those things and it might give you a little context of what to do because i think with things like return charts uh, because we don't spend as much time with them as we do with our natal charts. It's harder to, to not get like, oh, I'm scared because this thing is there. So look, look back at some charts to think about what was going on if, if, if you are able. And I think that will give you a better context for looking forward. Yeah. In general. Wee. Cool. Well, we're glad you returned to us <laughs> and yes. continue to return to us week after week listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode wishing you all many happy returns and we'll see you next week bye bye i gotta go get back to water world see you soon <laughs> thank you for listening to what's your sign please rate us five stars and subscribe on itunes or whatever podcast platform you use if you like what you heard please support us on patreon you can also find us online on instagram at what's your sign podcast or on twitter at What's YR sign underscore pod? You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your